Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee is alongside me. Hello. Sam, what is on the show today? We're looking at the different narratives around City's financial charges compared to Everton and Nottingham Forest, as well as the Asahi Super Dry court case. Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts or ponderings about City or football in general. Stephen says, why does it feel like City are assumed guilty until proven innocent and every other team facing FFP punishments or charges are innocent until proven guilty? Over to you, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I don't... don't immediately have an answer beyond the obvious like people just hate city and there's that much suspicion around it you know everyone read the emails that were leaked by dash beacon in what 2018 and went all right well well they're guilty guilty then yeah um and i don't know fair enough right if if you see if you were to see those in the context they were presented you probably would think that but then obviously that's what like legal proceedings are for and city always said they're out of context and then yeah we went through cast and now we're here but i have had some thoughts on this and it kind of dawned on me when City played Everton just after Christmas because I couldn't go, so I watched it on Amazon. And just the tone of how Everton's <laughs> charges are talked about and, like, the Everton fans' reaction is talked about. Like, Everton fans are really pissed off about it. Obviously, they've got those pink cards which say corruption, and I presume they're pink because they don't want to hold up red in the same way that City fans probably I wouldn't either. Thought, I never it must that. be that. That's, that's, that's actually, yeah, I've never thought of that. It's got to be that. Um so they're just like dark pink, basically. So they look <laughs> like red cards. Um, but the tone of it, even like on commentary when people talk about it, is, well, fair play. They're pissed off. They feel like their club is hard done by. And I think that comes from a feeling where those, like the commentators, the people who write about it, talk about it, they feel the club's been hard done by as well. Then there was another element I saw last week, and I sent it to you, I saw it on Twitter. There was a journalist with like another update, because, you know, there's kind of ongoing stuff around Nottingham Forest, which I think ties into this as well. And then the line used was, there's concerns that Everton could face another charge. It's like concerns. There could be concerns from Everton. Yeah, there could that be concerns sense. from like, Everton. Everton could be concerned yeah, they yeah, are going to face another charge. That's... Yeah. But that wasn't how it came across. It came across as, you know, oh, there's concerns that Everton... And it's like, is that the position? Are we just feeling sorry for Everton? Um, and if that is the position, then to go back to the question, why? And... At the root of it is what I said already. Hmm. It's 
everyone assumes City is is guilty, and obviously reading the emails and all that stuff, and obviously the side, the amount of the charges as well compared to Everton's, which you then also get people going, oh well, they've dealt with Everton so quickly, why can't they do? It's like well, one charge, mate, and they've admitted it. And City, there's loads of charges, and they're contesting, they're contesting it. Like yeah. it's obviously really complicated, but there is, just, I think, there is just that sense. It's that you know, like if a kid gets nicked for like. I don't even know what it'd be. It's like, oh, why don't you go and catch proper criminals or whatever? Like, why, why focus on me? Go and catch the bad guys. It's or always whatever. parking tickets in there. Yeah, park. Yeah, go and catch the real criminals. Go. It's that in it. It's like, why are you bothering with Everton? Like, I saw an article after Everton got um, got their point deduction. It was, oh, they're only like nine, nineteen, nine, nineteen and a half million over. And it's like, yeah, but over, like, the over is a hundred million, and then they were nineteen million over that. So there's still quite it's a like lot. Twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah, it is still quite a lot. That's like one hundred and nineteen point five million, one hundred and twenty million over the the losses you're allowed to make. And like, they they did say, you know, we well, yeah, we have done this, but we didn't mean to. And look, I mean, in terms of my own personal feelings on Everton's deduction, a ten feels ten is a lot, isn't it? Ten is a lot. Now, any team would be affected by that. Like depends, really. How do you mean? Well, it depends what's going to happen to City if they're found guilty. <laughs> because in the context of like the potential punishments for City, I mean, I know it's completely different charges yeah. and, and different alleged offences, but maybe ten isn't that harsh. Oh no, 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 exactly for City because it, again, because it's so much more. Obviously, you had the. The Twitter genius is going, oh, well, you know, this should be... Let's do the maths on this. 1,150 points for City, blah, blah. But, like, it would be massive on that basis Mm. because, you know, if Everton have gone... Because I I, I got asked in the the aftermath of the points deduction for Everton, was I worried about any potential potential sanctions for City? And I was like, well, I was always worried about potential sanctions. Like, what what City are accused of is really serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was asked to do something like that. I was was like, you're joking, aren't you? You're just adding more fuel to this bin fire yeah. basically of everyone just like wringing their hands going oh what's it you're gonna get which is exactly the same situation as we were in, in february where there was four or five days of everyone going oh they've definitely done it look what pep said which like, <laughs> people still say that. oh he, he was saying that he's gonna leave if they lied to him and now he's said he's gonna stay and it's like well he didn't really say that in the first place he was like well if they have lied to me then i'll go but i don't believe they have lied to me and that's the consistent position and then it is consistent with, well, I'm I'm going to stay until, until otherwise. And it's almost like there's some duplicity there from Pep as well that he's in on it, and it's like on it. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it was the whole bin fire of, oh well, yeah, it's definitely going to happen to them. And then obviously Guardiola did his press press conference on like the Friday, so the charges were the Monday in in February. He did the press conference on the Friday, and he was hold on a minute, like we're not guilty yet. And then that, that changed the narrative slightly as far as the media were concerned, because obviously the media then had to say. Oh, well, he's saying they're not guilty. But up until then, it was pure. He said this last time, so now he's going to have to go. And it's like, well, he didn't mean that. And they've not been found guilty yet anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there is all of that. And then yeah, it came back to that, you know, when Everton got the deduction. It was exactly the same. It was like, well, we know City are guilty, so get on with it and do it. And it's like, well, we don't know that, do mm-hmm. we? Um, so this, but this this ties into, like, a concern. I don't know if it's a concern that I've got or, like... A, a, I guess it's something that City fans will just kind of have to live with whatever happens here now. But, like, in the extreme case, what happens if City are not guilty? Oh, yeah, well, I mean... Because, we, like, in the court of public opinion, they've done it, and that's yeah, it, and well, it's, that's this, it. But, but this is the thing, it's like, we, we're going over the ground, and it's like, let's... So, obviously, this podcast is mainly for people who think, or hope, or both, that City aren't going to be found guilty. 
but there might be people listening to this thinking, well, they, they definitely are. But it's like, I might need to prepare you by saying, well, you know what happened with UEFA? A lot of this stuff is related to the same material. And look, maybe the Premier League panel go, oh yeah, that's fine. Like, we can use that. You're done. But again, you know, the, the crowd who were saying, oh, well, that was time-barred, so you just got well, away with it on technicality. But the whole Etihad sponsorship wasn't time-barred. Yeah. Cast looked at it, and they went two to one, and they went, oh, there's no evidence of that. So in terms of preparing the ground for people who are waiting for City to get a massive punishment, it's like, well, very similar to what we've gone over already. I'm not saying it's going to go the same way, but it's very similar. But um, in terms of everybody waiting for City to be guilty, everyone who's not a City fan, everyone mm-hmm. waiting for them to be guilty, everyone waiting for this massive punishment, take titles off them, which isn't going to happen, I don't think. But like relegate them, maybe. Because, you know, the difference between Everton saying, oh, we did go over, but we didn't mean to, and it was, blah, sorry. And they go, well, we don't care, 10 points, bang. What? So obviously they're pissed off about that. But it's like, well, and every time I see a tweet about that, I do want to quote tweet it and say, like, rules are rules. But <laughs> nobody would get it. You know, you know, I know. I, I'm just doing that just to kind of, just to, gen- just to gently wind people up, not in a, I don't think it's in a malicious way. It's just in a kind of funny way, but there's, you can't do that. On depends Twitter, who, depends who got, it is, I think. No, like, yeah, nobody's got a sense of humour. It was like, you see the, the Ginger Wig quote tweeted a tweet about Jordan Henderson coming back to England, and he was like, you know, people have been saying so you need a... <laughs> like an experienced holding midfielder that's covered for Rodri. Excellent, excellent, excellent <laughs> kind of 10 out of 10 winding people up. Um, but, I, you know, with my kind of platform as an athletic journalist, I couldn't like do that because they'd be like, oh, you should fucking do this about City because everyone's <laughs> so angry about it. But then if it does come to, yeah, to answer your question, City not being guilty, which I think, you know, we've covered, we have covered plenty of times before and this, it's, this is a possibility that people should be prepared for. It makes no difference to City. Like I've said this before, you know, when they're like, oh, we don't want to spend this amount of money, we need to do stuff. And because obviously sometimes, you know, a lot of the time, most of the time, they're doing it to be a sustainable business. But they are like, oh, we don't want to pay above our value. Or, it's like, you might as well just go and buy Mbappe for 200 million because people, people assume, think you do that People anyway. think you do that anyway. So like, you're not going to, there's, when they did the, the documentary that came out, obviously the, the treble one is going through the, oh, the Netflix process. But the one, from last season, I think, and they had Cheeky and Omar sat in a room kind of having a stage conversation about this is what we do here. This is it's like, well, who's that for? Because mm. you want the world to know about this. But only like City fans are watching this and only a fairly small percentage of City fans are watching this. So who are you getting that message out to? It's like the City are really desperate to get that message out there and how, how they do their business. And to be fair, they should do, but it also shows they're not doing a great job of it. Or they're not doing a great job of getting the message out or it's what you say. It's irrelevant trying to get the yeah. message out because people, people don't want to hear. Because it's the same thing as having a massive squad. Because you go, well, look at the bench. No, it isn't. They go, well, it is. Go, it isn't. And people just keep saying it anyway. And it's the same thing about spending money. And look, nobody's disputing that City are where they are because of the takeover. Mm. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. But also in terms of, you know, there's the net spend tables from the last like five years or whatever, and City are like way down it. And and even, but even like. When City are selling youngsters in the summer, everyone's like livid about that. So to go back to the very first question, or your your but, question about why do people see City in this way? So there's so much suspicion because of mainly because of the emails, and then it's a bit you know we I say like the Pep curse of the more he wins, the easier people think mm-hmm. it is. The more City win, like they won at Cass, people are fucking just dis- like got away, got away with it, corrupt. Yeah, got away with it, corrupt technicality or whatever. Like bought them off, and it's like this is Cass, by the way. When everyone was like, "Oh well, this is like the top European court; they're going to hear your case, and you're fucked." And then City, City get it overturned, and they're like, "Oh, it's bullshit." And it's a, 
you're never going to change do, people's opinion. But, but it's so it, ingrained that you get to the point of the commentators on like the Everton game. You can just tell their sympathy with Everton fans there. And fine, that's okay to have that. But like, if City fans were really pissed off about the charges, it would be like, look at these fucking deluded idiots. There is, uh, there is additional context that City have won things. So if the, if the idea that, that people are, are sympathetic towards Everton fans because of the deduction in the club, basically they're, they're sympathetic towards the club mismanagement. Mm. And it's, it's the idea that the club has, has, has fucked up, like you say. And well, there is another one. Like... And then, and then the fan that, but the fans are being the one are the ones that then have to bear the brunt of that. Mm. Whereas City, if if City are found well, guilty, the club has messed up. But at the same time, like the fans have had ten years of winning things, so you, it's very hard to be sympathetic towards them. Maybe, but I don't, I don't it, know. it's the club who've had the point deduction, Everton, and it will be it will be City who are getting any punishment if they're found guilty. Mm. And obviously they. I think just legally we need to say. Obviously, I think it's obvious how we're talking about this, but legally, you know, they always say they haven't done anything and they're looking forward to to the the outcome of the hearing and everything. Um, but the the clubs are still getting the punishment, and the fans are still getting that kind of secondary punishment anyway. I know what you mean. Like it's it's not the official thing. It's just a, it's just a different shades of grey in terms of the feelings yeah. towards it, isn't it? It's like, well, you've had you've City, had a good time. City are a really successful team. Everton, let's be honest, I've had a, a shit few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all, but again, it's like you could you could look at even the the Everton punishment in two different ways. Like, because one of one of the points is while Everton is just you know mismanagement, bad bad ownership or whatever, they breach the rules. Like, so a punishment is fine, and then obviously you get into whether ten points is too much or whatever. It is a lot. It is a lot. Like if City got hit with ten points in most seasons. They're not winning the league because mm. of that. You know, it's not like anyone, if you're finishing seventh, 14th, if you get 10 points taken off, you're in a different realm. Like you're not going down one or two places. So it is, it is big. But, and again, that's kind of, it sets the precedent in a way for City. But like, like you said, like you know that, City know that, we know that. If City are found guilty, then they're fucked mm. because it's, it's a big thing. We didn't need the Everton thing to tell us this, but it kind of removes any doubt, I suppose. But the position you've got is, you're looking at it going, oh, well, it's just a bit of mismanagement and, and you know, it's it's an honest mistake. Whether it's, you know, it might not be. It's the bad owners. Like, people keep saying Everton are really badly run. Carragher's been saying on Sky for ages they're the worst run club in the country, which has got, like, backlash from, like, South End fans because they're, like, really in the mm. shit. But it's like, everyone's saying they're bad owners. And then all, all of a sudden, the bad owners get the comeuppance and there's their sympathy. Whereas with City, it's like, well, your owners are corrupt and you've been cheating the rules forever. This is, what you know, obviously what, to paraphrase Joe, Joe Public say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, well, you know, just, just let Everton off because, and it's also because, you know, City are the big bad guys. They're winning everything. They're the cheats or whatever. Just let Everton off. So there's that. But then there's also the other side of the coin. You could look at it. And it's the whole thing about FFP. It's the Martin Samuel point, mm. which he'll make twice a week. <laughs> it's difficult, obviously, because, you know, there is so much suspicion around, around City. But it's like, they are bad owners there at Everton that are making losses. And everyone will feel sorry for them. But because of the rules that are in place, like City have got good owners and they could face an even bigger punishment. But obviously it's like, you know, if they were found guilty, then, then they'll, they'll face a massive punishment yeah. anyway. But there is that whole kind of realm of these rules are there to protect clubs from making losses, going bust. You know, Everton, you know, the, there are the concerns. Everton, well, who's concerned? Everton might be concerned. We can't be concerned. You know, do, you want, like, do you want these rules to be enforced or not? 
And that's that's the kind of point I'm making, really. It's like these rules will be enforced with City if they're found guilty and like very harshly. But you've got a you can't just like turn a blind eye. Do you want these rules in place or not? Because they're there to stop clubs, like nominally, they're there to stop clubs making losses. But obviously, the argument, the Martin Samuel argument, the City fans' argument is now Martin Samuel made it recently when talking about Forest. Not Newcastle are the richest club in the world, but they can't act like it. And they would be much more competitive in the Premier League. It would be much more, I don't know, if a comp- yeah, competitive, more fun Premier League title race if Newcastle were allowed to spend the money that, they have that they've got. To. Yeah. But and he was, and his point was, oh, well, we can't have that, can we? Like in this closed shop where you know, like the old clubs, like Arsenal, Liverpool, United, they want to keep it. And that's his argument. That is the argument against FFP. But then the flip side of that coin as well is, yeah, but if Newcastle could just spend everything, then it might be fun this season while they're challenging. When's it fun in ten years when they've won everything? But then it's like somebody else comes. That's along. what people. That's, that's, but, that, but then that would that would apply to City as well. But but that, but that's you also what, need to get the, it right. But that's that's the thing is that my again my counter to that counter yeah, yeah, yeah. would be when when City were taking over when Chelsea were taking over that was the argument against Abramovich. City come along and suddenly become much more resourceful than Chelsea were. Newcastle come along much more resourceful than City yeah. were. I know there has to be a limit at some point. But it's just capitalism. Well, it's that isn't thing, it? That's like, just how it's just yeah, how a capitalist society works. Yeah, it is. But there's the sorry kind of, to get all. It's kind of what we were saying before about even if City do get punished and all of it is proven, and obviously the main takeaway from that is fucking hell, like that that is that is terrible. Like they deserve everything in 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 that hypothetical scenario. But it's like there is still like an argument to be had that. Their sporting achievement there because you've got that advantage. Good luck making and it's that. An unfair, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no point. I did. I did kind of mention after City won the Club World Cup in an article, but I don't know. I didn't read the comments, so I don't know if it got noticed or not. But there is still an, like you've got an advantage, but that advantage doesn't allow. I don't think personally for what for the level of football that City have played on the pitch for the sustained for the sustained success that they've had on the pitch, title after title, year after year, and. That's the kind of thing with Newcastle. It's like, well, you could let them spend the money forever. And the thing is, you do need to stop that advantage. I think it is fair to have rules in place to stop like a massive advantage because as much as, you know, they might not be able to get the edge on City because City might be better run. That's like teams like Everton, Palace, Southampton, whatever. Are never ever going to be able to claw them back because it is a massive advantage. So you do kind they're, of they're never to... going to do that anyway. That's right. never going to happen anyway. Because I... yeah, but if Newcastle had never been taken over or never had that money, then they'll be in the same ballpark. Yeah, I know. And that's that's so it's just the lottery of life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of how I see it. And I and and I get you know people listen to this that aren't City fans. I go, well, of course you say that City fan. But when I which think... is fine by the way. Yeah, when when I think back to to being a City fan in the mid noughties like there was a point. I, I I remember the point. They played Blackburn away in the in the FA Cup. They got knocked out, and the the away end was toxic. They were like the they went out to ten men. Blackburn played um, most of the game with ten men. City lost two 0 and the away end was chanting, "You're not fit to wear the shirt." And at that point, I remember thinking, "This is as good as it's ever going to get." Like this is like this this is this is the height that City mm. have hit their ceiling here. They're never going to get any higher because they they can't progress beyond this point because they can't compete any further the best we can hope for is hit 40 points in a season survive in the Premier League and maybe have a bit of a cup you might get to Wembley if you're lucky mm. and then the year after they were taken over by Taksin Sinawatra and the year after they were taken over by, by Sheikh Mansour and everything that's happened since like you said before everything that's happened since is a direct consequence of being able to spend a lot more money mm. 
But if that hadn't happened, I'd still be living in the world where City were at best a mid-table Premier League side, and I'd be sitting there going, well, I hope this season is the season we can score a goal at mm. Wembley. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how many... It's just kind of how it is, isn't it? I don't know if I should, I suppose I it is. I suppose should football, be sympathetic Football's always that. kind of been that way, but obviously it's exaggerated now. But again, I don't know how many sides this coin has got, but we talk about, you know, the hypothetical example of, you know, let's, let's say like Newcastle can spend what they want, and in 10 years... They've won everything, but it's like, well, you'd still have to put a proper, you know, if they were allowed to spend what they want, you'd think they'd probably win the league at some point. Hmm. But to to do what City have done is, that's next, next level that I don't think just money can buy. It gives you an opportunity to do it, but there's no guarantee, as we saw with City up until Guardiola came. I also think, as you see with, with like PSG. But, but the other side of this coin is, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Like, and, and also, I think it ties into, the back to the very first question, about you know perceptions of city and why is this there's obviously you know the first answer is it's the emails and the general suspicion but it's also because they're successful with it mm. and chelsea going back to when they were successful there was much more like oh you know not sure about this don't like them but when teams are shit you talk about that instead and you go oh look at all this money they've spent but you know they're not very good are they and you talk about that but when a team's winning with it it's just like i can't stand them and that's just that's just nature. But even it's like it's got to the point where I think Arteta's got there with Arsenal. He's put them in a situation out of nowhere where they're challenging for the league title again for the first time in more than a decade, really. Mm. Like properly challenging. And now people are like delighted at their downfall again. And it's like people didn't like Arsenal, but when they're challenging for fourth, it's all right. As soon as they get near the top, you're there to be Steady kind on. of yeah. shot at. And it's kind of it's similar to like with Pochettino. It's like Tottenham had no right to be challenging for titles and then Pochettino puts them there and it's like ah you never won the title it's like whoever expected Spurs <laughs> to win the title in the first place because the closer you get to success the more you're going to get shot mm. at but but, yeah. but I mean in, in regards to the question are City just always going to be the bad guys then until, yeah. until they're not successful anymore yeah yeah well I, I tried to make this point three or four years ago when Lampard was at Chelsea and they had like Mount Abraham Tamori maybe it was the English players and it was like when Lampard was doing all right at Chelsea. And everyone was kind of like, oh, this is good, isn't it? And I was like, this is like, a P- this is good PR for Chelsea. Because ultimately, they're not good enough to win the title. If they, cause, and my point was, if this team starts winning the leagues again, people will be like, there's enough reasons to find to not like Chelsea. You can mm. talk about the Russian owners. You can, all the, there's enough reasons for that, the financial advantages. And if, the, if this Lampard team start winning stuff, then you're going to have the same detractors. But now they're no threat to anyone, but they play nice football and they've got English kids and they've got Lampard as manager. It's fine, you can enjoy that. And, I, and I've made the point, I was like, that was the same with City in the early days because it Sorry. was fun and they were, I can't wait to see what you're going to say about this. But um, he's got a smile on his face. Anyway. <laughs> um, but it, in City, in, in the early days, it was like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're the alternative to United. Obviously, everyone hated United. And, uh, and that's the thing I was saying about us. Everyone still hates United, but because they're shit, it's funny. But United start winning and winning and winning again. Then yeah. it's like, oh, this is fucking, look at all that money they've got to spend. Whereas now it's like, look at all that money they've spent and this shit. And then they start winning. It's like, this is unfair. Two names popped into my head. Go on. Brighton and Aston Villa. No threat to anyone, but they play nice football. And yeah. And suddenly they might become a threat to people. Yeah. I think with that, there's no, there's no kind of years of like built up. We don't like these guys yeah. anyway. That would have to be. You've, you've had you've had that from the nineties with uh, United. You've had that from the eighties with Liverpool. You've had that from kind of like the noughties with mm. Chelsea. And look, to be fair, look, I'm not 
I've I've made so many different points here. People might be listening to this thinking it's all over the place, this fella. And congratulations, I. <laughs> but the thing is, if like Brighton or Villa, and the thing is, for a start, it's unlikely that they're going to win the league or yeah. get in the top four even once, let alone not three or four times. But even if they did, and it's not the same as City, even if they did, I think it's just human nature, definitely the human nature of a lot of people in the media, just to start sneering at it. Like, eventually. like, And it wouldn't be the same thing. Because at the moment, you couldn't really be like, you know, if Brighton were to do it, you go, well... Look at all the money they've spent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not. But, it's like, but it's like, it's like, well, they're buying players from Paraguay. Like, yeah. fair play to them. So it's, it's harder. You know, with Villa, it might be like, oh, well, they, they have spent a bit of money, you know, kind of thing. But now it, it doesn't matter. But if they were to... There would be a bit of sneering about it, or whatever, because I, th- I think I think that's kind of separate to the point about mm. city. It's just human nature. People just like complaining. People like doing people down. They always say like the media always build people up to knock them down, but it's like I don't think the two things are connected. It's like people will always be knocked down, and then they're just being built up because that's just the headline there and then. You see, you never see that more than with United because the coverage is so over the top in either direction. Like they're, they're neither as bad as everyone makes out or when they play well, as good. Like it hasn't, to be fair, it hasn't happened for a couple of years, but you could never go a game. And obviously, this United Malaysia has been going on for years. You can never go a game without like Rashford a few years ago doing something good. And they'd be like, oh, could he be the next Ronaldo? Because like, that has kind of stopped recently, but it was like, it would just be then. And even like the start, like this time last year, when they beat City in the derby, and obviously went on and won the, the Carabao Cup, it was kind of you could find the headlines. I'm sure you know, you, you'll see every now and again them retweeted <laughs> on 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 Twitter by City fans. You, but there will be headlines from like January, February. Like United are back; they might be the dominant team. It's so over the top on the rare occasions they do well, but then it is also outside some of the time when they're doing badly. Look, obviously they are doing badly overall. But like, I remember watching that game against Villa on Boxing Day. And a 2-0 to Villa, I was like, fuck, you know, like this, this, could, mm-hmm. this could be anything. United are just rubbish. I can't see it. But then by half-time, Villa didn't do much more. And United weren't bad. And again, it was one of the commentators that were going off. It was like, this is another like, terrible night for Ten Hag at Old Trafford or something like that. And I remember thinking, obviously they're 2-0 down to Villa, but I didn't remember thinking, it's not been that bad. Like, if I was analysing this as a City reporter and they conceded two goals from set pieces but had more of the ball and, you know, more in the final third, I'd be like, it's not terrible, you know. This is a very minor, minor mm. point. But it is a very kind of, it's so skewed. And I just think in the media, you're just going to get those skewed does, kind does of portrayals anyway. Everything's great while it's great. And then as, as soon as it's, it's not, I, I don't think, I don't think it's conscious. You don't put people on a pedestal to knock them off it. The media, no two modes. And just put people on pedestals and knock them off it. And there's no kind of synapse between the two. It's just the two modes. Is that good? Flip. Yes. Is that bad? Yes. Okay. Flip that to City. Autopilot. And the coverage again of the charges, as uh, Stephen says. Is that is that the same, but inverse? For City. How do you mean? Well, when, when you talk about United as... The coverage of United being kind of so over the top one way or the other. Yeah. When it comes to City's charges... Does it go the same way? Does it is it so over the top? Because ultimately, I mean, we we every single time you put a piece up about City, I'm fairly sure you look at your comments and it's no, what about the charges? I don't. Well, okay. If you look yeah, at the yeah, comments, yeah, yeah. it's about what about like to, it's what about the charges? Yeah, and yeah, of course. and so I I just want like your position has always been let's just wait oh, and yeah, see what the outcome is. Yeah. 
but like there's such a desperation to not wait and see what the outcome is. The, the coverage is where we're at. Yeah, there's kind of the kind of editor syndrome as well. I don't just I don't mean like my editors, and I don't mean every editor, but there is a kind of an editor in on a desk in London going, oh, well, everyone's talking about City getting relegated because Everton got ten points. We should do something. Can on you that. Write, yeah, we yeah. should do something on that. And it's like what? And then it's like, well, everyone's talking about it. I've made the point to my editors, actually. So in this case, I am talking about my editors. <laughs> but generally speaking, I'm not. But in, I was like, just because everyone's talking about it doesn't mean it's worth talking about. And I think that's a, a distinction that we need to make. But I mean, my overall point is you can definitely sense, if you haven't noticed already, I'm sure people have, you can definitely sense that there's sympathy towards Everton. And it's, I kind of I do know why and I don't, and I don't know why. But yeah, like I say, look, it's like the the fans is the fans can I kind of crusade against it. It's seen as like a just cause. But you know, when City, you know, it's almost like taboo to say that City were galvanized by the charges. It's like you're not allowed to be galvanized by that. You're you're in the wrong. But it's like it's very much normal to say Everton have been galvanized by these charges, and that's why they've shot out of the relegation zone. And it's, there is a kind of tacit approval for that. Whereas nobody ever really said that mainstream-wise about City being galvanised. You know, after Guardiola's press conference, and then it was it Villa that, there was, it was Villa. The there was Villa game, there. Yeah. There was one game against Wolves and one game against Villa, which was kind of you need a turning point now. I can't, I can't get confused, but Villa, and then it, it kind of did happen. You know, it went from the fans would have been like, "You just lost the Spurs again. What the fuck's going on?" To, "Oh, we've been charged." Guardiola's come out fighting. Come out fighting. Yeah, yeah. And they were galvanised from it, but there wasn't the same case of. City of Martin to the title, galvanised by these Premier League charges, because it's like City of Martin to the title, there's these Premier League charges, by the way, and there is that sort of difference. You do need to mention yeah. it, but there's a line. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. So, Sam, talk to me about... <laughs> straight on the back. Yeah. Straight on the back of all that. Well, it, it makes sense, and it's so... That, the timing of it as well, last Friday afternoon, it's like Friday afternoon. If, and pe- also, if people don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, the Asahi um, Super Dry yeah, brand. Yeah, so, so, well, so Super Dry, the clothing brand, have, have told City, stop using Asahi Super Dry, which is two words, on your training gear. Because City, in... I think it was 1st of July, 2023. They already had a partnership with Asahi and then they had a training shirt for the men's and women's team, a sponsorship deal. So on the training bibs, shirts, jackets, it says Asahi Super Dry, 0.0%. because the type of Asahi beer. And then Super Dry, the clothing brand, have been like, stop using that. That's that's what we're called. And they also want damages as well. Um, and But then on the on the court document, which was filed in like middle of, it was the 15th of December, it was first reported on the 3rd of January by like Law 360, and then it was picked up in the Telegraph. I've looked at it for The Athletic to be like, well, what's going on here? And that's kind of the purposes of the conversation we're having now. Um, so in that court submission, they were like, all right, stop using that. And also they want damages. And they said, we don't know. We can't calculate how much this is, but you know, we'll, we will try to. And then 
in all the documents, like well, you know, the, whatever damages the court finds just. But they do argue super dry that City of it says like, or they allege that City of benefited substantially financially from this partnership. Mm. Um, and there's pictures of there's pictures in the court submission of like Alvarez. There's one of Grealish and Haaland. It's one of Carl Walker, one of Oscar Bob, wearing the Asahi Super Dry training gear. And like City have sold it as well. But does it does it not say on it Asahi Super Dry? Yeah, but it's like Asahi have got um, copyright for Super on Dry. On the phrase Super but Dry, only, yeah. But only for like beer stuff. But not the for Super Dry clothing. have got the copyright for clothing. I see. That's just reminding me, actually. We were talking before about, so you know, City... And all the charges and stuff. And another part of the reason that like people like, hate City is like, oh, they're, they're disputing everything. And like some of the the things that they've disputed are kind of like spurious. Like, oh, the guy leading the independent panel is like an Arsenal member or whatever. And some people listen to this will say that's not spurious at all. But it's like, I do feel like you can act independently of your club allegiances. It's the old, you are not impartial, you act impartially. Yeah. 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 I think there's that. But also it's like, the guys at Lord Panic, the guy who's representing City... He represented Boris Johnson as well, and I think he, a case he lost. And one of the judges' remarks was like, he kept like making like kind of spurious objections, and it's like, City are only acting on their legal advice, and the kind of the legal advice in this case, obviously, just from the Boris Johnson example, is like he, he just objects. he just objects to everything on like every grounds. Um, and then there was one, there was one, there was an example of that recently, because I'm not really generated too much motivated too much by like club allegiances but more like what i feel is right and obviously people could argue they could listen to that first half an hour and say i'm talking shy about ffp and city of this and that and the other but you know when arteta didn't get found guilty for the the newcastle comments yeah and then it was like there was like a screenshot of he used the word disgrace but what he meant was the spanish wording which was different and people were like that's a fucking joke and it's like i've got no love towards arteta or arsenal I don't hate them, but I don't love them, you know. But people were saying, oh, that this is ridiculous. But that was just submitted, and then the, the the screenshot was taken out of context. And I don't think many people know this, but that was submitted by Arsenal's kind of legal team. They were making the argument. But then Arteta went, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant, <laughs> I meant it was a disgrace. And it, and the, But that was, in, that was in the thing as well. And it's like, I wanted to... I should, I should have just done it. I was about to, but I wanted to just like retweet that and say, I know everyone's having a lot of fun with this, but this is actually the truth. This is actually like, the, the reality of it. Like, I know it's, and that's kind of what motivates me more in my coverage of City. It's like, I know everyone's kind of saying this, whether it's FFP stuff or whether it's like the size of the squad. So there's that element of like the, the, the arguments that your legal team are making. So in Superdry's argument against City, to bring it back around to that quite neatly, they're obviously arguing a load of stuff that they may be over egging the pudding slightly mm. just to make their case, but they're like, when a player moves or is photographed running, you can't always see everything that's on the front of that shirt. And so you they, can't always see a sign. They, yeah. So there's a picture, the picture of Grealish and, and Haaland. They're kind of like leaning, like kneeling or crouching down on their haunches and Haaland's like got his arms crossed and you can't really see Asahi. You can just see super dry. And then later on towards the bottom, they're like, here are some clothes of ours where it says super at the top and dry below it, which is what the Asahi branding is. But it's like, well, Super dry the brand. They do do that as well. But yeah, they're saying, well, City have made loads of money off this partnership. Um, they've infringed the copyright. They argue that City, or allege, argue, allege, got to be careful, that City and like knowing, knowingly do this. You know, City haven't commented. Super dry haven't commented beyond the, what's in the court document. Yeah. I haven't commented either because I, you know, I did ask them for this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting because 
they they want the damages as well. And so they said, stop using that. And although it was filed on December the 15th, you, you'll be able to see because the famous thing about De Bruyne warming up against Sheffield United, if you look at those images, he had Asahi super try on his bib. But then from the 3rd of January onwards, presumably a coincidence, I don't know when City exactly, exactly find out, but when that Law 360 article came out saying this is what's happened, there's a picture of Bunny Shaw, the women's team striker, and she's just wearing it. It's not on the training jacket anymore. And all the training images from last week and all the warm-up gear before the Huddersfield game... Doesn't have it on. Doesn't have it on. So obviously they've stopped using that now. But yeah, the other thing is the damages. Um, and they say, yes, they've made loads of money off it. But it's, it's funny because I was digging around and like Asahi won an award, like some marketing award. Um, and the whole premise of the marketing campaign, I think it said on the video, look, we know the training shirts don't have the same meaning as home shirts and away shirts, <laughs> as proper shirts. But our goal is to increase the value of, of this those, training yeah. shirt and the brand on it, of, of particularly Asahi Superdry, and they had De Bruyne on it, they had Stones on it. And the guy, when he won the award, and he did a little interview, he was like, it was the most engaged with sponsorship content the City of Adult season. We had nearly 20 million views, for over 400,000 interactions. And it's like, uh... you, have kind of, you have kind of demonstrated there that there is value on this super dry brand that you've, you know, that you, you've set out to do this, to achieve this. And then super dry, like, look, they're making <laughs> loads of money from it. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know how it's going to go. There's no kind of sense of, of how long it could take I, d I don't know how much money if anything because the court may say well they didn't like it is different like they they may, they may say well it is say it does say asahi super dry like there was they may say there was the city didn't there, there was no intention of doing this they obviously they might say city's brand is bigger than yours mm. obviously again in terms of the legal arguments another part of that is asahi have said People might not like City, so they might associate super dry with City and not buy our stuff, effectively, which is like, again, it's one of those arguments to make your case stronger. A judge may say, City are bigger around the world than you are, mm. so we're not listening to that. But again, if City are found guilty, it will be interesting to see how much money the court decides they have to pay because, again, there's no, there's no kind of figure on how much that sponsorship deal is worth. But the one before, which was OKX, which was like crypto, that was reported to be like $20 million. And then if Superdry say, well, this is must be around $20 million. This is how much. They, they may be trying to push for that. But, I mean, they do say at the moment they can't work it out. They must have looked into the numbers as well to try and do that. So that will be – basically, that's just the last sticking point because for now, at least, City have stopped using that. You'd think just to save headaches in future until there's a decision, they'll just use something else on it. And effectively, really – it's in one way it's a size problem because it's their brand, um, but on the other hand, it's City are the ones being sued. City Football Group being mm. sued because they're the one who have made the product. It's their product. They've said you can buy this product. And, you know that marketing strategy did say yeah, this is a kit that you should buy because of this branding on it. So there is a kind of link there, and that's why they're the ones being sued. It's interesting. It it is interesting. Like there's we don't know when it's going to come out. Like you know you, we can. That's what I mean, the timing of it Friday afternoon. And when there's 115 serious charges on the table. Same, same week as those come out. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to work out what will be funnier, actually. Well, that's the thing. Like, obviously, City's legal team are working on this. I love They're not busy enough. <laughs> um, but I'm at, like, because I, I think I've said this before, but like, f there's two ways of looking if City were found guilty of all the Premier League stuff. I think if they were relegated, like, 
from a journalistic point of view, and also just like the enjoyment of like getting an FA Cup draw away from home, like might be it would be quite a fun thing mm. to go and cover. And I feel all right saying that because I know there's plenty of City fans who would enjoy going back down to wherever, whichever league it may be. So like if they were found guilty, it's like it is what it is. Like I couldn't stand it as much as I, you know, I'd still genuinely believe that what City have won still takes some kind of support and achievement. That wouldn't be my main argument. They would be, you know, for the book and whatever. Mm. Fine. Unless they say they're going to appeal, and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, do I have to wait? Because, <laughs> um, like, if they did say, well, we're going to appeal, it's like, well, it's the same as you wait for, isn't it? Like, when they were banned from the Champions League, I wasn't like, oh, it's a discussion. I was like, can we just wait for this appeal then? Because I'm not really sure the UEFA process. Anyway, but then the other side of that coin is it would be very funny just to see the reaction for everything we talked about in the first 30 minutes. Because everyone, for everyone who's assumed that City are guilty and it's disgusting, the reaction if City were found not guilty or there was no evidence to support it. But, but the court found in favour of Superdry. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. What would then be the funniest? Like, then City get off with the, the Superdry thing as well, or they're ordered to pay five million quid to Superdry. And then that's one of those things. It's like, well, look, they have been found guilty of this. But people would be like, oh, fucking five million quid. Like, they, it, it's, it's that thing of like, you, you, you can never win anyway. I don't, I don't know what the, the funniest outcome. And that's all that, we live for now, isn't it? The funniest outcome. Yeah, I think, well, the thing is, like, Football's not that deep. It's not that important. But like, again, to talk about the journalism point of view, and look, there, there'll be loads of journalists who think, I'm like, my editors will be like, what are you talking about, mate? Like, good journalism in football is like, looking at wrongdoing, and, and like, when it's stuff like, criminal activity that relates to people, breaking laws, it's like that, you know, that's important. And obviously like, the, the cheating, financial element of that, and like, doping elements of that is important, but it's like, there's so much of a focus on that. There's so much like sneering focus on like, oh yeah, but this. And it's not just like a like a a football thing necessarily. Do you want another tangent? Well, I mean, I feel like we're gonna get one. I was watching. So Louis Theroux is great, but I was watching. <laughs> but I was watching. I've not watched the most recent series, but I watched the last one, and it was like, there's like an obligation. So you no, know, he's spending like a couple of days with mm. all these people. And look, I get it. He's like, you can't do a, you can't interview Mbappe for an hour and not ask about sports washing. But um, there's one. But it's like you can't do a big interview with people, and like skirt over stuff like serious allegations. Yeah, yeah. But he did one with like young blood, and it was almost like the it was like the, the only like kind of negative thing he could ask young blood about was you do all these concerts and like people love you and love your music. And you go around America touring and there's like a really strong connection. And then you just go after that and they're just left with the music. And it's like, what kind of what kind of complaint is that to any musician ever? Like, that's just the case for everyone. Like, because the thing is like he he wants to have like a strong connection with his fans. Like, who doesn't, by the way? That's why we're doing this. But <laughs> who doesn't want to have a strong connection with their fans? But it's just like, it's Louis Theroux going out of his way to be like, oh, we're not all just saying that. Like, because you've, you've got to be mm. careful not to just do PR for somebody. But it's like, well, if like a young blood hasn't got any like major allegations against him, you know, people, because not on the whole uh, like sneering thing, it's like, he just comes from like a middle class family and like, oh, where's he from? It's not Warren, it's somewhere like, I can't remember. it's around there somewhere. But they showed him going back to his family. It is funny actually, because it's like just interviewing his mom and dad. And it's just like any like bog standard mom and dad. And they're just like, well, the music's not for us, but people seem to like it. And it's like, <laughs> fucking, the guy's a millionaire. Like, the guy, like, massive artist. But, like, the family are just, like, bog standard. So, like, you could be like, well, wh where's this guy got this edgy personality from? Because, you know, if you wanted to be super sneery about it. But it's everyone kind of just goes out their way 
to be like, yeah, but what about this? And I feel like in football journalism, there is there is too much of focus on, yeah, but what about this? And I don't just mean with City, because there is a lot of, you know, you've got to mention the charges, but there is so much, oh, what about this? And it's like, can we, can we focus first on the actual football? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to say, if we're going to say football is this big, important thing in our lives, can we talk about the actual action and how that affects things? And I'm, I'm not saying, look, if City get found guilty, I'm going to go, you know what, the... The tactic Guardiola employed in that game against Crystal Palace at the weekend were fantastic, by the way, because that's not bigger. But there is there is so much of a focus now on, oh, yeah, what about this and what about this? It's like, can we just watch the actual game? That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Sam, there is more for members from this episode. Uh, if you remember, what will you get? We have a bit of a chat about whether City players and managers get enough credit when it comes to end-of-season awards, and we have a look at the recent Monday Night Football team of the season. If you'd like longer ad-free versions, even earlier, all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, just search for LMTPod. Or you can send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk!